Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. So this morning and moving forward, I'm going to talk about godliness. Godliness. Can you say godliness? Godliness. All right. And that's what we're going to talk about. Um, All month we're going to be talking about godliness. Godliness. Um, And and as I develop that, as I develop that topic, I I want you to take notes. I want you to kind of chew on this, uh, meditate on this. And, and, and all, all month, all month, all month, I want you to ask yourself, am I being godly? Godly. So I want to go into 1st Timothy chapter 4. 1st Timothy chapter 4. 1st Timothy chapter 4. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for the honor, for the privilege. Standing here in this place to be a voice box to you, to your heart. I pray, Lord, that those that are watching online, Lord, may be open and receptive to your words. I pray that those that are here in the audience today, Lord, Father, that their hearts, their spirit is open, Lord, to receive your word. Help us continue to grow. Grow our faith, Lord. May we continue to grow from the inside out. Father, may we always be generous to those around us, generous to your church, generous to those that are less fortunate, generous, Lord, to, to, to those that are in need. Father, I just pray right now that in all that we do, we don't forget you, our Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, amen. First Timothy chapter 4, and I want you to go through this with me. And, and again, this is, this is you, you can participate with me, and I, I like it when you talk back to me, okay? Amen. Don't scream at me, but you can talk back to me. Alright, so here we go. So first Timothy chapter four, verses seven through eleven. Do not waste time. Do not waste time. Do not waste time. Pablo in the back. Thank you, Pablo, for playing the keyboard today. Pablo. Pablo, do not waste time arguing over. Over ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, here we go. Tell somebody. Instead, so Scripture's telling you, don't do this. Scripture's telling you, don't do this. It's not the pastor. It's Scriptures that are telling you, don't do this. However, now the Scripture's going to is going to change its direction and now tell you what to do. So somebody say, instead, train. Come on, together. Train. One more time. Train. One more time. Train. Who? Yourself. You got that? Did you guys get it? Everybody on that side? Everybody on that side? Everybody got it? Everybody got it? The balcony, you got it? You guys got it? You got it? You got it? You got it? Okay. You saw how we grew the church? Alright, there we go. There we go. Oh, that's that's funny. Physical! Strange, right? 
Come on, together. One more time. One more time. Stop. Let's repeat it again. One more time. Physical training is good. Physical training is what? Good. It's good. It's good. What? Are you ready? This is my favorite part. Training for godliness is much better. Is what? Much better. Is what? Much better. Is what? Much better. Shawani is what? Much better. <laughs> it's because you said I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand here. Alright. Phys- listen, physical training is good. But training for godliness is much better. Comma. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Are you did you get that? Yeah. Everybody got that. Yeah. Everybody got it. Quiet, you got it. Good job. Is that it? This is a trustworthy saying, and some, no, some, just the pastors and the people, everyone, everyone, and then what? Is there a 10? Yes. This is why. We work hard and continue to struggle for our hope is in the living God who is the Savior of all people or some people. All people. And particularly for, um, I'm sorry, of all believers. Next one. Teach. One more time. Teach. One more time. Teach. These things and and Everybody follow? I want you to grab those scriptures. I want you to read tomorrow. Read on Tuesday. Read on, on, on Wednesday. Read and just... Lord, what are you saying? You know, it's it's heartbreaking that the gospel of Jesus Christ all around the world has become so distorted to be something that it was never intended to be. It's always been simple. It's always been it's always been very doable. We have gotten the gospel of Jesus Christ and we've made it so complex. And so I want you to think about these two verses. And I want you to ponder, I want you to reflect. Teach these things. Train this area. Do that. As the Apostle Paul is writing this letter to his protege, he's writing to Timothy. The, the church and the Christian movement is but a few years old. It's but a few years old. And I like to always look back at the basics. I like to look back at the basics of the first churches because it helps us to kind of gauge and see what we're doing in our time versus what they were doing in their time. Just to make sure that we're kind of checks and balances. The Bible says that that church in the book of Acts, I see you yawning already, Dr. Gladys. Um, I saw it. Don't try to hide it. I saw it. Call you out. Put you out there. Her name is Dr. Gladys Reese. She'll be going to work soon. I'm going to pay that. Ver, ver, ver. 
I'm but this first this this first church, the Bible says that God was adding numbers daily to that church. Listen, daily to that church. With all their challenges, with, with all of the challenges that they had, socially, financially, politically, the Bible says that they added God added numbers to that church daily. Look around today. It's hard to get people to show up on time to church. If you went to bed at one o'clock, you still get eight hours to still. So I like to always look back and compare these churches. And one of the most interesting takeaways from the early church is that they weren't a community of people that met in a building weekly as much as they were a movement that met in homes daily. They weren't Catholic, Presbyterians, Methodists, Baptists, Pentecostal, Mormons, Seventh-day Adventists. They weren't Jehovah's Witnesses. They weren't Lutherans. They were simply known as a new movement in that time are you ready for the name of the movement? Are you ready? The name of this movement that was radical, that was different. You ready? The Way. That was their name. The Way. Have you heard about that new movement? Which one? The Way. What is it? It's you. It's about this guy, Jewish guy, came down from heaven to earth, dies on a cross. He resurrects and, and, and he comes back and he's going and he said he's coming back. And what's the church called? They don't have a church, it's a movement. What are they called? The way. Now we can read about this uh, in Paul, uh, Apostle Paul's conversion story. Before being a believer and a follower of Jesus, the Apostle Paul himself was a persecutor of this early church, and his name at that time was Saul. We can see that. We can see that God took a real big leap with that name change, huh? Went from Saul to Paul. <laughs> seriously, God. Seriously, God. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, we're going to change your name. Your name will no longer be Saul. It will be Paul. <laughs> All right. But if we go to Acts chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. Meanwhile... Saul, this is not the Apostle Paul now, this is Saul, was uttering threats with every breath, and he was eager to kill. What? Kill. He was eager to what? Kill, kill the Lord's followers. So he, so he went to the high priest. Here we go. Now, he requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way. He found there. 
So he wanted permission to go after the Baptists. The Pentecostals. Seventh-day Adventists. Who? The followers of the way. And they were all followers of the Lord. But their, their, their movement was called the way. Isn't that awesome? What a simple thing. Where are they called? The way. Wow. And for those that don't speak Spanish, those that don't speak Spanish, if you were to translate that, it would be El Camino. Which which means which means the road. Did I say it the wrong way? I was testing you. I was testing you. I was testing you. But if you don't speak Spanish in English, the way the way would be the road. El camino. The road. He wanted to bring them both, men and women, back to Jerusalem. He wants to kill them and he wants to lock them up. That's how he felt about that movement. The way. He wanted to do what? Kill them, lock them up, both men and women. Okay? Think about that the next time you get your frappuccino or your latte on your way to church. There was a whole movement before you that in order for them to do what you get to do so conveniently and comfortable, there was a movement before you that was paying a high price for what we get to do in 2022. Let us never take this lightly. The first followers of Jesus were formerly known as the way, not Christians. No one called them Christians. In, in, in fact, that word only only appears twice in the Bible, and they were and it always came from a place of mockery. Are, are you listening? So, so when they were called Christians, it was it was because it was a mockery. It wasn't that that was the formal name of their religion. Now I bring all of this up because in my reflecting on where we are today in our our modern days. We have added so many layers upon layers to Christianity that we have become the modern version of Pharisees in Jesus' time. We have become that. We have become just like those Pharisees in Jesus' time. The Pharisees existed as a Jewish religious sect that saw themselves as the rule and model of God's law. Only we can and only we know. You guys know Christians like that? Yes, I do. Hopefully they're not here. Only we know. Only we have the right way. Only we have the right teaching. And only we know. Sounds like a lot of our modern day church organizations. But we don't do that. Well, that's not biblical. That's the, that's the, new, that's the, that's the new thing, right? It's not biblical. It's not in the Bible. So as we look at what Paul is telling Timothy, he told them, let's go back to verse 7, he told them, do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be what? Train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits.
benefits in this life and in the life to come. And this is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard, and we continue to struggle for our hope is in the living God, who is the Savior of some people, of all people, and in particular, all who are what? Believers. Teach these things, and insist that everyone learn them. Do you think that was just for the church of that time? Because it was for our church. It was for this church. We are to learn and to be trained and to train ourselves to be godly. So what is godliness? Ask the person next to you. What is godliness? What is godliness? We're going we're gonna to learn this together. We're going to learn this together. We're going to learn this together. And hopefully, by the end of today, you will be a little more godly. Just a little more. <laughs> uh, did you notice? Did you notice? <laughs> did you notice uh, the... Uh, all right. So we're talking about godliness. The Greek word for godliness, when you translate it in English, it means a proper and suitable. Say proper and suitable. A proper and suitable response to the things of God. Proper and suitable response to the things of God, which then produce obedience and righteous living. So when we look at godliness, godly means proper and suitable response to the things of God. That means in my worship singing. Do you know that we have people that go, I deliberately go late to church because I that's not my favorite part. My only what I just need is the word. Huh? Proper and suitable response to the things of God. Did, did you hear me? That, that means that the worship experience is a thing of God. It's not my thing. It's a thing of God. So it is my proper and suitable response to the things of God. Did you hear that? In, in my prayer time, it's my proper and suitable response to prayer. It's a thing of God. So in my financial giving, in my support, my generosity, it is a suitable, proper response to the things of God. Does everybody follow me? Yes. And that is godliness. Well, that's not my favorite thing to do. I don't like doing that. Hey, I don't give. I financially, I don't support the church, or I don't support the. I, I don't. I don't do that. But I volunteer. Proper, suitable response to the things of God. That means all things. You know, this morning when I pulled in, and not just this morning, but, uh, you know, it is almost two and three Sundays sometimes when I pull in, I see Minister Rob out there in the mornings, suited up, hands, I mean, from head to toe, and he's out there picking up trash, making the place look suitable for your visit when you come here so that you could have a what? A proper and suitable response. And every time I see him out there, I I bless his life. I say, Lord, continue to bless him. Give him more money. Give him more life. 
may, may he be able to give Dr. Gladys more hickeys. And, 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 give her more love and more children. And, uh, <laughs> he said, nope, nope, I don't want that prayer. That's not proper and suitable. <laughs> but, 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 but in all seriousness, it blesses my life to see him. Okay? Who is a a professional Monday through Friday. You're always a professional. But but a professional in his career to say, on Sundays, I, I'm going to put all of that aside. And I'm going to be a follower of the way I'm part of that movement. So I, I get things ready for when the rest of my brothers and sisters come in here. The place looks the way it looks. Thank you, Rob, for, for that part of that story. But godliness, godliness, godliness says, all that I do, all that I am, I do and I am according to God. I'm going to say that again. Godliness says, all that I do, come on, repeat after me, all that I do, come on, repeat after me, all that I do, all that I am, I do, I am, according to God. That's godliness. Is everybody following me? All that I do, all that I am, I do and I am according to God. That's godliness. Notice that you do it according to God, not according to your pastor. Notice that. It's according to God, not according to a church religious structure. No, it's according to who? God. All that I am and all that I do. Are you following me? This means that in my marriage, I do, come on somebody say I do. I do. I am am. according to God. God. In my marriage. marriage. Did you hear that? So in my parenting, I do, I I am, uh, that went down a little. Wow. In my parenting, I do, I am, according to God. Do we have children here? Children that, that, do we have sons? Let me ask that question. Sons. Sons. And I don't mean sons of God, but sons. Sons. That means that you have a mom and you have a dad. We have sons. Okay. Sons. That means that if you are a son, then I do and I am according to God. Do we have any daughters? Yes. Daughters? Yes. Daughters? Yes. Then if we have daughters, then I do and I am according to God. Do we have business people here? Yes. Businessmen, businesswomen. Yes. That means that I do and I am according to God. Hey man, but you know, sometimes you got to take, take off a little off the top. You know, According to God. Everything that I do, everything that I am, according to God. Single people. Single people. Any single people here? Oh, oh I got quiet. <laughs> single people. I do and I am according to God. Husbands, I do, I am, according to God. Wives, 
I do, I am, according to God. In our politics, I do, I am, according to God. As a citizen, I do, and I am, according to God. In my, in my finances, I do, and I am, according to God. Did I miss any, any area? You can yell it out. Any other area that we didn't cover? Grandparents, I do, and I am, according to God. My kids try. My kids show. My kids. My kids. (laughs) Sucks to have siblings in your church. They remind you sometimes. My kids try to remind you. Oh, you guys are grandparents. Y'all need to watch the kids more. I do, and I am, according to God. Hey, but seriously, you gotta pick them up. <laughs> hey, listen, that goes for uncles, it goes for cousins, it goes for nephews. I do and I am according to God. That goes into our, listen, as employees, you should hear the amount of garbage that people post and, and read it and it's stuff about Monday morning. <sighs> Not the morning, morning, morning. Look at stupid people. Everything that I do, everything that I am, according to God. I hate my boss and I hate my supervisor and I hate the manager. Sure, it's reciprocal. <laughs> but everything that I do and everything that I am, is according to God. When someone looks at you and can call you a good person. When somebody can look at you and say, that's a good guy. Oh, that's a good gal. That's a good person. Do you know that they're only one letter away from calling you a God person? Think about that. When somebody calls you a good man, that's a good man. That's a good husband. That's a good employee. That's good. Nada, she's a Good volunteer. She's just good. You know, over and over, they're just one letter away from calling you a God person. In, in twenty, in, was it twenty twenty? Uh, where's Where's Emmy anyway? Uh, but but in twenty twenty, you all surprised me for my. Uh, I think it was like it was. I think it was my thirty fourth birthday. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> You, su- you surprised me with a drive-by. You drove by my house and got surprised me. I'm like, I don't know who told these crazy people where I live. But, but you know, you all surprised me with a drive-by birthday. And you guys had all these, po- and I remember the postcards. Big posters and the kid hanging out the window. You know, love you, Pastor Jay. And Pastor Jay, you're the best. And you're the most handsomest. And Pastor Jay, uh, you're better than Jordan. and better than Michael Jackson. And I was just, just so, I was just melting my heart, right? It was, and, and my, point, <laughs> my point was, my point, my point is that many of my neighbors were confused. You're a pastor. Huh? Pastor? I was a pastor. Who's pastor? I was like, I think I am. My neighbors of 17 years came outside and they were wondering, who are they talking about? Who are they celebrating? 
You know, in 17 years, in the time that I've lived in that house, I've never told my neighbors that I'm a pastor. I've never told. I've never told my. I've never ever told my neighbors that I'm a Christian. They just know I'm a good guy. I'm just a letter away from what a God guy. Are, are you understanding that? Yes. Don't need to tell anybody. I've prayed with my neighbors. I've, I've shared with my neighbors. I've had a wonderful time with my neighbors. They were all blown away. Oh, he's a pastor. Now you guys ruined it for me because every single time. Good morning, pastor. Good morning, pastor. Pastor this. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to be nice to everybody. Right? But, but, but I never told them. I just showed them God's love. See, godliness isn't who and what and how I am vertically. Vertically. I'm going to say that one more time. Godliness is not who and what and how I am vertically. Because this is easy. Being godly this way is easy. In fact, many Christians only know godliness this way. Are are you following me? Godliness is who and what and how I am horizontally because of whose I am vertically. Did you get that? That's godliness. And and, and so many people live the the other way. It's just this, just this, 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 jerk. They hate you. And and, and it's, no, it's this. Becky's going to remind me when I'm driving. (laughs) I was, I was sharing, um, with uh, Sister uh, Retta uh, about two, three weeks ago. She was outside and it was kind of the first time I got to talk to her and and we were talking briefly and she works out of school. And um, she, she asked me, do you know such and such person? And he told me this, the person's name and I said, yeah, that's an old childhood friend of mine. And, and, and she said, he said he knows you. I said, yeah, yeah, we know each other. I said, going, he's also a pastor. I said, yeah, I know. He's, he's one of the good ones. And then she went into telling me, you know that at work, he is so likable and so liked and respected, revered, that he won some award for the, it, it was either the best or the Best support uh, for the for the school year or of the school. Uh, anyway, the point was that she said when they mentioned his name and they called him out, he got the longest standing ovation. Wow! And he's a pastor, but he never boasts about it, never says anything about it. He's just a good guy. Are you following that? You know, Luke chapter 2, verse 52 says, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with, that's vertical, and horizontal. Did you get that? Did you, did you get it? Ruthie, did you get it? You got to stop. It's what? Vertically and it's, are, are you understanding? Do you know that the cross that you have that hangs from your neck and some of you have tattooed it to you, it's a reminder 
those pieces right there, it's a vertical one, horizontal, makes it cross. Just a constant reminder. Constant reminder. Listen, he grew in his favor with God and all the people. But some people just rather be Christians to who? Just to God. Heck with the people. This is the guy. You know, Becky and I, we worked at the hotel DuPont, and George worked at the hotel DuPont. We all worked together, and this was about maybe 30 years ago, George. George, George had hair. And, um, <laughs> and, and 30 years ago, you know, and we were working at this place, and there was this, this guy, and I don't mean to call him out, and God forgive me for calling him out. But man, this guy would just walk in to work with his Bible and look at no one. And he'd sit by himself in the cafeteria and he set up his Bible in a station and a journal and it was like this altar of holiness because he was a godly man. But he spoke to no one. Greeted no one. I always wanted to punch that guy, you know. Like, just, you know, like, if, but it, it is like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, man, godliness is applauded by men and women everywhere. Listen, godliness is applauded by by men and women all around, especially even when they are willing to reject God. You can reject God all you want. There are people that can reject God. There are people that, are, that just reject God all you want. But it's hard to argue against godliness. It's hard not to applaud godliness. See, the effect, the results, and the consequences of a God man or a God woman is a, it's applauded. It's inarguably welcome everywhere. Who doesn't want to have a godly man or a godly woman in their establishment? Who, who doesn't want to have a godly man or a godly woman in their school? Who, who doesn't want to have a godly man or a godly woman in their place of work? Regardless of whether you believe or you don't believe, it's hard to argue godly people are amazing. Godly women, amazing. Godly men, amazing. In fact, you hear it all the time with the single with the single women. I'm looking for a godly man. That's all you should be looking for. Well, if he looks good, I can make him godly. Don't work that way. I'm telling you, don't work that way. Hard. But but listen, it doesn't matter. Regardless of whether you believe or you don't, a God man or a God woman is well received and applauded everywhere you go. It makes it makes people take notice of you. If you go to work and people celebrate when you're absent, then there's a problem. Becky goes on vacation. It's the most annoying thing. Her phone. Just, 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 baby, you're off. You're on vacation. Say, hey, I know it's my girls from work. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, it's my friends, my coworkers. I'm like, going, 
and 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 they're just you just can't wait. It's not the same when you're not here. It's all of those things, and 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 as soon as she gets back, it's almost like she had a retirement party. She's got donuts and cake and all this stuff. Like, they missed me, and I'm like, wow. You are applauded and well received everywhere you go, regardless of whether people believe in God. And I tell people all the time, listen, as long as you're there, there's always a chance, there's always hope for God to to show up in your life because you're there. And I know people that say that they they aren't like that work because they speak the truth. I speak the truth of God at work. I don't like that. I speak God's word to everybody. And to that I say, shut up. Say less. Don't, don't, do, don't do that. God doesn't want your help. doesn't need your help. Seriously. You don't need to say his word to people, but be his word to people. Godliness means that people around can see on the outside of you what God can see on the inside of you. That's what Godliness is. God knows my heart is an excuse to be a jerk. Oh, God knows my heart. That's <laughs> not an excuse. So number one, that was the first one. What is God? Did everybody? Does everybody get the point? What godliness is? Yes. You all got it. Everybody got it. Yes. That's godliness. So number two, who trains you for godliness? Who trains you for godliness? Who trains you for godliness? The church? No. The pastor? No. No. Scripture says, verse seven. Paul said to Timothy, train yourself. To be godly. Boom. Who trains you? Who trains you? Who trains you? Who trains you? Yourself. You and only you can train you to be godly. See, whatever I I can teach you to have, I can I can teach you to have some of the the attributes of godliness. I can't teach you to be godly. Right, Skyler? (laughs) Planet Fitness cannot make you fit and healthy. It it cannot. I know I am proof. (laughs) Robert Reese saw me at at Planet Fitness. He saw me and he's like, bro, this I said, this is this Pizza Tuesday. It is for me. <laughs> you can go every day to Planet Fitness. You can step foot inside and you can be present at Planet Fitness. And, and you can go every day at every time at every hour and still not be fit and still not be healthy. I, I remember going to Planet Fitness and just sitting on the chair thinking about, man, do I want to do this? Just dragging your feet. Man, I was just going to 
Yes. Spent all this time putting on my gear. My gear. Well, that's enough for me. Oh man, you know what I'm talking about, right? I've given Planet Fitness my monthly tithe, my offering. And it still didn't change me in any significant way. Just like you can give your money and your tithe and your offering is still not change you. You can still come to church every Sunday like many people come to church on time or late. And it still doesn't change anything or have an impact on your happiness. Me and only me can train me to be fit and healthy. See, if I don't, if I don't use the treadmill that's provided for me, at Planet Fitness, or if I don't use the rowing machine or the elliptical machine, if I don't use the jump rope, the weights, I ain't never touched some weights. I think they're too heavy. <laughs> you got Robert Receptor in the Yo, he got swag. Let me tell you a little bit about this. No man, so much swag on the treadmill. <laughs> Tripping over my own feet. But see, if I don't use the equipment that's been provided for me and provided to me, it, it doesn't do anything. There are coaches that are provided. It doesn't do the, 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 the trainer. It doesn't do anything to me. There's no significant impact in my health, in, 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 in my fitness, even with everything that's been provided to me. I can even wear the kind of fitness shirt that I can guarantee you don't fit me. <laughs> Right? Just like you can wear a scarlet note shirt. Just like you can just attend church. And it doesn't make you spiritually fit and spiritually healthy. See, we can provide you with the equipment. We can provide you with the resources. We can provide you with all of the things that we here at the church provide you. And that doesn't change your health and how fit you are spiritually unless you do it. Until you make a sincere commitment with self, you'll be the same everywhere you go. At Scarlet Note, you can, you, can, you can go to Seeds of Greatness, you can go to Victory, you can go to uh, a Word of Life, you can go to Reach, you can, uh, some, more, some other churches, Journey, everywhere. You, listen, the church ain't going to change you. You change you. Just like clothes can't change your heart. Abstaining from foods and your and, and I don't eat that. Why? You know, Scripture says. Scripture says it's in the Bible. It's in there. Read it. It's pork. Don't eat it. It's a rat. <laughs> don't eat it. I should been eating wheat, but I ain't been near. <laughs> pork would be delicious and because of my loved ones at home. But. <laughs> But, but don't abstain from something, but then accept 
all of the garbage in your conduct, your behavior, your treatment of others. Many people begin the new year with a fast. They begin with the Daniels fast. Well, I'm doing the Ruth fast, or I'm doing the Boaz fast, or I'm doing the Daniel. And they just go down on all kind of fast. Only to end the year worse off. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 and 14 says, Since God chose you, who chose you? Who chose you? God chose you to be the holy people He loves. You, 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 you. Come on, you must clothe yourself with what? With what? That ain't manly. That ain't man like me to be tender. That says it right there. You clothe yourself. With tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Did you hear that, Brian? Yes, you Brian fans. Did you hear? <laughs> He's like, there's another Brian here. That's not me. Yes. Clothe yourself. Make allowance for faults and anyone who remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. I gotta put a phone call to my brother to make him know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. A what? A what? Yeah, people go. I need to be filled with the Spirit. I need the Spirit of God in my life. Shut up. No, you don't. You know what you need? This. You need something. Yes, you need the Spirit. Don't, don't take that out of context. But above all, you need to clothe yourself with what? Love. With what? Love. Which? What binds us together? Love. What binds us together? Love. Do you get that? Yes. So, so, so love. So, for those that that cook Puerto Rican food would know that then love would be the sofrito of, of your meal. It's the main ingredient. What is it in Argentina? Argentina. What's what the main? You don't have it. That's why you're. I don't like it. <laughs> no, but 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 it depends on it depends on where you're from. There's yeah, in soul food, there's always an ingredient. You gotta put in everything. It it, it it brings it. It binds it all together. It binds it all. It's, if it doesn't have it, then you know. It's like no, that's not that ain't right. Right? You all have some food that got no love. That <laughs> got no love. Maybe you get lost Next week we're going to talk about how do we train them for godliness? How do we train for it? 
we're going to cover how do we train for it. We're going to talk about what are the benefits. The scripture says that there are benefits in this life and for the one to come. And I see many people, many Christians that live such a miserable life that they're waiting for heaven to come. No, you should be living and experiencing eternity right now. Right now. And we're going to be talking about these. And these are things that we're going to be covering. So Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.